Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. Hey everybody, I'm Donna Smith from Trucking Social Media and Ask the Trucker, and thank you for joining us tonight. Um, We are on Ask the Trucker Live, and I'm looking at the boards, and it's so exciting to see as as 6 o'clock rolls around, all the numbers come in, and I always panic uh, because I'm the only number show, showing, and then all of a sudden, like magic, they all pop in. So thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, it's hot here. I mean, it's really hot down here in uh, Citrus County, Florida. Uh, but anyway, today's June 18th, 2015, and uh, did I mention it was hot? Yeah, I think I did. Okay. Um, our show tonight is uh, the absolute best health program for you. And we're going to talk about that with my co-host, Tom Kirk of RoadTestedLiving.com. And he has so graciously agreed to come on board tonight with me. Um, Tom and I talk a lot. So uh, we, we get a lot of ideas just talking about health and obstacles and challenges and different programs. And that's what kind of got the idea for this show tonight, the best program out there and what it is. And uh, we play devil's advocate a lot, and uh, that, that's how you get ideas, you know. You, you, you have to just throw things back and forth, so we're pretty excited. Before I bring Tom on, I just want to say, um, well, it's kind of, I'll be letting the cat out of the bag, but there is no one health plan that will fit everyone. And unlike the FMCSA, who um, many times believe that regulations should be a one-size-fits-all for everyone, we believe, and I think there's many others who will agree, that you cannot tell grown adults who um, they're already struggling and overwhelmed with all the information overload and where to start and all that, that you must do this. No, don't do that. You can't do that. Oh, and and if not, you're not going to succeed because that's just setting people up for failure. So we're going to tell you the perfect uh, success plan tonight. Um, we, we can take all the information we want, but the bottom line is we need to apply knowledge to our own lives because what works for John may not work for Mary, and yet John and Mary are both improving their health and succeeding. So uh, how could that be? Well, we'll, we'll let you know. Um, If you want to be a part of the show tonight, if you've got a question, advice, or your own testimony, how you have succeeded uh, down the road to health, then uh, please call call in. Of course, if you're listening 
from your phone, you're already here, but you need to press 1 on your keypad. If you're listening from your computer, uh, you just dial 347-826-9170 and uh, then press 1 on your keypad, and that lets us know that you want to say something. So, Tom, are you there? Yes, I am, Donna. Are you there? I think I'm here. <laughs> That's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yes, I think I'm here. And and listen, I'm just going to say this. We It looks like we're ready to storm. I live in Florida, as everyone knows, and this is a nightly thing, the downpours, the lightning. and If I get disconnected, uh, Tom, as long as you're on the line, you can handle the show. I would have to dial in. Or, you know, if I get totally disconnected, then oh, I guess you're the host tonight. But I'm just letting you know gee, that gee, that's gee, 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 th- th- thanks, Donna. Nothing like throwing <laughs> me in the deep end without the controls, no less. So. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, you never know in Florida how it's going to work. And since this is connected, uh, you know, through the phone system. We've had experience with this before, so you know, like I said, worst-case scenario, we'll muddle through. Yeah, I've got to figure out how to do it besides the phone system. I know you can do it through Skype and a direct connect on your computer, um, but we just haven't done it that way, so it's just a matter of you know investigating it. But anyway, I'm glad you're here. Thanks a lot for coming on. And, you know, I, I know you you come on a lot and we talk a lot and you're big into health and how to, um, even past health, how to achieve wellness with the obstacles on the road, things like what you need in your truck. One of the biggest things that you and I discussed was um, the word inverter and how a lot of people have a problem because of that. So that's something I want to really talk about um, tonight, but just tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we um, go on to a commercial break and then start in. Well, I was born on a dark and dreary night. Uh, oh, wait, wait, that's not quite that what you meant. That was the same night I was born. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> in, in, were you born in 1975? Uh, well, not quite. <laughs> okay, okay. I was going to say, not a coincidence if you were, particularly if you was born in Johnson City, New York. But hey. But, uh, but, New York's but, out, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, 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 but on a serious note, all kidding aside, you know, I, I started driving 10 years ago after working almost 10 years in retail. And, you know, I started around 250-ish pounds, you know, a little bit overweight depending on the charts, but not horrifically so from what my doctor wanted. And, you know, like a lot of drivers, stress, being, you know, just being on the road all the time, you know, all that kind of stuff, the weight slowly started creeping up until about eh, four years ago it was up around 300 pounds, give or take a little bit, and the doctor at work basically said, you've got to lose weight or you're going to get a sleep study. Uh, And I'm cheap and I didn't want a sleep study, so I started trying and had some successes and some setbacks, and usually when I had a setback, the weight would bounce back up again. And I basically got an opportunity where I was able to start, well, not by choice, by force, actually. I was doing a run where I went in and out of New York City every day, and I discovered that parking at the Vince Lombardi truck stop most nights, I had a choice of Nathan's Hot Dogs, Popeye's Fried Chicken, or Burger King, or Aunt Annie's Pretzels. Um, 
can't live on pretzels alone, not going to pay the price that they ask for uh, hot dogs. I Popeyes is okay, but not as a daily diet, and I just really don't like Burger King. So I'm like, okay, let's start cooking on the truck. And when I was delivering in New York, I was usually able to walk or get to a grocery store fairly easy while I was waiting to be unloaded. So I started stocking up on groceries, and I by this point pretty much given up losing weight. And I just, I just faced as a fact of life. I was going to have to accept it. I, I was going to get be fat. It was just an occupational hazard. And, you know, it was going to be just one of the expenses of driving over the road. And I, I, I started cooking on the truck. And next thing I knew, I'd lost about 20, 25 pounds over the course of a couple months. And if anything, wow. I was eating more. Uh, right. But I was eating a lot more zucchini. I was eating fresh foods. I was eating salads. And, you know, I, I was eating several times a day because, hey, I'm in the truck. I'm sitting for two or three hours. Eh, fix me a sandwich or maybe grab a little crab salad or, or just have something. And, I, I, and some of it was still processed food. You know, I wasn't doing organic. I wasn't doing anything fancy. I was just taking my time, eating smaller meals more often. And, you know, it worked. I, I started losing weight. And then I started incorporating some exercise and some other principles. And, you know, ba- basically this last year, uh, I made the goal weight that the doctor had set for me, got my first two-year two med- medical card that I'd had in quite a while. And that really just kind of encouraged me to start sharing my story with other drivers to, you know, basically let them know, hey, you can lose weight. You know, there's a bunch of ways to do it. You know, I did it with just basically walking, a little bit of light exercise, and just eating a more sensible diet. I know other drivers who have done it by just eating mainly salads and other things in the truck stops. There's others. I mean, there's a bunch of solutions out there. But the, the key is is there's a bunch of diets out there. I mean, if you go to almost any bookstore oh, yeah. in the We're country, gonna get into you, you will see that. Yeah, and, and the simple thing is, is you find the one that works for you. You know, the the, the weight program that, that that works for you, that's the one you use. Well, we're going to get into all that. Let me just stop for a second and uh, have a commercial break, and then we're going to start right in. Um, I see a lot of people um, on the switchboard here, and I only see uh, a couple with their hand up. And I'll probably um, get to 920 uh, in a a little bit um, when we get back. But anyway, we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 
512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. This is Donna Smith. Uh, thanks for holding on while we had our uh, commercial. Uh, let's see, I've had four more people call uh, call in. And just to let everybody know, you didn't hear me before the commercial, uh, you have to click one on your keypad. Blog Talk Radio changed things. So the only way I know if you want to talk is to um, click one on your keypad, and it kind of puts a little notification for me. Okay, there you go. All right. Um, and same thing for all those listening on your computer. Just dial three four seven eight two six nine one seven zero, and then click one on your uh, keypad. Uh, but anyway, Tom, yeah, uh, we're we got a little bit ahead of ourselves. I are you th- are you still there with me? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm just making sure my phone's working. Remember yesterday where it just kind of died? Well, it did that again today, so. I just have to make sure everybody can hear me. Um, You know, I want to just do a quick review for everyone who's listening before we we share the big, perfect program uh, for people for success. Uh, We we touched on um, on quite a few things. We we talked about uh, awareness of the overly processed foods in the American diet. I mean, it's huge. And that's probably one reason you started losing weight because you were cooking your own food and not processed foods. But anyway, trans fats, chemicals, pesticides, genetically modified, we've gone over all this, which is pretty overwhelming if you you look at it. And uh, we talked about the last 20 years, um, new diseases showing up and a lot of them being uh, attributed to the American diet and all the things I just mentioned. Uh, but we, we also have spoken about things that you can do, like drink more water, eat more fruits and veggies, limit your intake of processed foods, and if you can, eat organic. And all organic means it means nothing more than staying away from genetically modified foods or limiting. Not hate to say stay away because that puts up a big red flag to people. Oh, if I eat it, then I fail. No, no, it's not like that. Just stay away from it. And food that um, is harmful with pesticides and herbicides, you just kind of wash it. So anyway, what what is the perfect and best health program for you? And here's the key word. It, it is for you. And the answer is, you ready, everybody? You ready, Tom? You want to know the answer? Sure, I want to know the answer. <laughs> the one that works. That's the one. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, that's, you know. No, it's true because there's so many diets out there. And, you know, whether you're trying to be healthier or lose weight, you know, they've got the paleo diet, the vegan diet, the vegetarian diet, the raw diet, the zone diet, the Atkins diet. And, I mean, it just goes on and on of all these diets. Hey, you only forgot a couple hundred, Donna. Oh, at least. 
at least. And, you know, so you kind of go nuts. So I'm going to just, before I take a a caller, I'm just going to share what I did. Because what I found out was I I read all these diets. Oh, I like that one. Oh, I like this one. Oh, yeah, but I can't have fish on that one. But I think that's a great one. Oh, well, this one has too much protein, so I don't like that, but I like this in it. So I finally said, the heck with it, you know. I have to do what I like. I happen to love fish, and I've mentioned this before. I know a lot of people who love meat, and, you know, they don't want to give that up. And as soon as they're told you can't have meat, you know, the the words can't have resonate strongly with people and they just say well forget it then i'm not doing this so for me i am mostly plant-based uh i guess you would say vegetarian with with uh-oh with a side with a side of fish and chicken that's how i uh tell i myself. think that's pescatarian <laughs> what is that pescatarian <laughs> And, and I mean, that's where you, you and that's where you have fish and vegetables. I think I think that's the technical term. But you you have to excuse me here. I'm I'm gonna Tom. I'm gonna let you uh, take over for a second. Not not, not 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 a problem. Obviously, we can see the other co-host wants to get her two cents in as well. Uh, yes. But uh, I think something that's also important here to, to point out is the difference between a diet and a lifestyle change or a lifestyle plan is a diet is something that you do for a short-term weight loss goal. You want to lose 10 pounds to get into a dress for a wedding. You want to lose 5 or 10 pounds maybe to help with your blood pressure for a DOT physical. For most people, diets are so restrictive that you cannot stick with it for long-term where if you do a lifestyle change or a lifestyle plan, you may gain some weight here and there, but it's going to be something that you can live with and enjoy long-term because for me, I've, I've tried several different diets, and that's why I failed so many many times in the past when I was trying to lose weight because there, I was trying to restrict certain things that I really enjoy. Now it's more of moderation but it's balancing everything out. So it's trying to find a, a, a something you can live with. And the thing I always tell somebody is don't look at it for a quick weight loss solution. Unless you're in a situation where you have to lose a lot of weight or some weight for a specific reason, just look at something that you feel that you can live with or do for five years, ten years, and longer. Most times, you know, they say that somebody's taste change about every seven years. And if I look at the, you know, the 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 the, the twenty nine um twenty nine years I've been alive, um, that I've noticed that every so many years my taste change a little bit. Um, a few about two years ago, I got to a point I still enjoy a steak. I just don't like red meat three, four, five, six, seven, eight times a week like I used to. This may be more once or twice thing. I find myself yeah, more attracted to fish and chicken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the thing is, is, is your taste can change, and some of it is by changing your diet. Your taste may change to where you, know, where you want certain things, and some of it may be your taste changed because they change. So every few years you want to kind of look at things and, is this working for me? If it's working for you, great. If it's not working for you, make some adjustments. 
Well, here, I'm going to take a caller right now. Um, again, this is area code 920. Okay, you're on the air. Who who do we have here? You got uh, Jeff Clark here, Donna. Hey, and, um, Jeff. How are you? Thanks good. For how are you? In. I'm good. Uh, do you agree, first of all, that it's the one that works for you, that too many people get frustrated and fail because they'll well, try yeah. to... Right. Yeah, and 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 as you age too, I, I mean, I I used to be able to stay fairly fit by just walking and running, and now it's like, well, no, I have to eat right too, which is a hard thing for me that I have to eat right. But, but I'm working on it. Well, you know, I wanted to bring up because you're a driver, you've done you know incredible things. I mean, you have a testimony to share with people, um, if you want, you you, you know. But uh, you you are a marathon runner now, right? I started 13, didn't finish three, finished nine, and they closed the course once. Uh, okay, but so I, mean, I guess you, I'm, 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 I'm nine three and one against the against the 26 two mile distance. So, and when you pretty good record. When you, when you began your your health, though, I mean, were you already? Um, where were you? Were you real healthy anyway, or where, no, where, when you started, where were you? What I started was because I, I this is trucker related, I changed jobs, and the job I was changing to, we did a lot of paper floor loads, and they would pay me the um, amount they paid the lumpers to do the floor loads. So I joined the Y because I figured I had to strengthen my back to throw the floor loads. So I basically got in, started to get into shape to throw floor loads. And um, then one day I decided to run. I said, you know, I, I ran competitively, you know, 40 years ago. And, uh, and I signed up for 5K, which, by the way, it, to me is a great motivation is to look, you know, sign up for a local 5K two or three months down the road, and you don't have to run them. You can walk them or a combination thereof, and that's what I did. And then um, when I was a young kid, they, I wanted to run a marathon, and Runner's World magazine came out with the 10 coolest marathons in America, and one of them happened to be in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is near where I live. So mm-hmm. I, I foolishly signed up for my first marathon. And finished it, and got That's to run amazing. a lap inside Lambeau. Yeah, got to got to run a lap inside Lambeau Field, which was really cool for you know a born and raised and still Bears fan to, to run a lap inside Lambeau Field, which I've now done you know eight or nine times. And, and you, you have the, the page. You have the page um, on Facebook too, called Truck and Runner. Is that it? Yeah, we now. Yeah, we have a Facebook page, Truck and Runners. We've got. 690 members on it now, and well, wow. uh, I remember the days when we had 15, 10, 3, 26, you know, uh, and it's it's cool what 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 we've gotten into by the the we have some really good runners, age guys that win their age groups in races and marathons, and they bought into the um, newbies, and and we're talking about somebody that can't walk a mile. And, and and to celebrate 
just as much a guy running a, a marathon and finishing a marathon or winning a marathon, and but also finish, but also celebrating with somebody that's walked a mile in under 20 minutes for the first time in 20 years. And that, um, and that, you know, and that's the whole idea of the show tonight. You know, to to do it individually, individual goals, to just know the fact that yeah, I, I do need to exercise more. I think I'll walk. I, I'd like to run, but right now I can just walk. And oh, no, the same that, thing with... Go ahead. Yeah. You definitely don't run when you start out. Um, uh, most runners' injuries are basically because your upper legs aren't strong enough to hold your kneecaps in place. Well, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're 40 years old, 45 years old, and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to run, then you go out and run. Walk. 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 Don't start. Right. Don't think about running until you can walk 30 minutes at a time at a brisk pace, and then maybe mix in a little bit of walking, a little bit of running. Like say, run a minute, walk two minutes, run a minute, walk two minutes, type of thing, at three or 30 minutes, and and and, and go that way. Uh, that 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 will severely uh, decrease the the your injury probability and pretty much get you on the right track. And, and and then when you get to 30 minutes, you can say, well, instead of running, I want to run for six miles. Well, then you can work your way up. Or if you want to run faster, run faster. You, you know, at that point, I think 30 minutes a day is a good number if you could hit 30 minutes a day. I've heard uh, many times people say just park uh, far away in the truck stops and even just walking the distance to the truck well, stop. Every- yeah, everything is good. There's been articles written about uh, running, you know, just do, doing 10 minutes a time is good. Every, and every step is good. Uh, but you also, your metabolism increases. If you if you, if you you want to lose weight, really start thinking about 45 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. because, the, because then what happens is your metabolism stays high longer after you're done exercising. So it, it'll help you lose weight if you if you if you walk a little further. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave your mic open. I'm gonna get another caller and hey, Donna, ask, the, the, I've got a quick go question for Jeff. Uh, sure. J- Jeff, I, if I at the beginning I think I heard you say unfortunately you have to start eating a little bit healthier. W- what do you call eating healthier? I guess why do you think that's unfortunate? Maybe I just heard you. Well, because <laughs> well, I, I, I've always been able to, you know, eat my pizzas and my quarter pounders of cheese, and, and I'm not doing too bad with it. I've got some meals that I eat now, and I eat more salads and, and that type of thing. It's more of an age thing. I, I'm now getting into my upper 50s, and um, and I and, and I'm, actually, you know what? I like a good chicken salad now, even without right. salad dressing. So I'm, just, so I'm, I'm, I'm adapting. But, Can yeah, it is sort of like... Uh, yes, I have a microwave, and I do some cooking with a microwave, but because mine is a show truck, and, and I do show the truck, I don't want to do any cooking other than the microwave because odors tend to tend to linger. So I, right. I But the microwave is a big help. Okay. All right. Did that answer you, Tom? Yeah, yeah, that, that really did. Th- th- thanks a lot, Jeff. I do appreciate it because I heard that. I'm going, okay, well, what, what does he mean by that? And I, and I actually under, I understand a lot of what you're saying because, because like, I, I, for those who are wondering, I'm 10 years younger than Jack Benny, uh, which means I'm celebrating my 29th birthday. Well, we won't say how many times, but, yeah. 
Um, and if you don't know who Jack Benny is, don't tell me. Yeah, yeah. That, you're telling um, your age there. <laughs> yeah, but but but, any, but anyways, it is you know like Jeff was saying it is I do find you know my taste changing a lot, and, and sometimes some of the simplest meals that I have now are stuff that my mom would make, which was in a hurry. Well, this is a simple veggie salad or whatever, and those are some of the ones I'm discovering I enjoy the most. Right. Well, and and I can totally agree with that. I'm going to pick up one caller. I'm going to leave lines open because I have a question I'm going to be asking everybody. Um, Area code 210, Um, you're you're live. Who do we have here? Yeah, this is Jeff Barker. How you doing? Hey, Jeff. How are you? Tired as hell and uh, got off the road because (laughs) I was too tired to go any further. (laughs) Yeah, I was. I was I'm actually tired. on my way home in my personal vehicle, but then I just uh, I started to feel sleepy after having to sit in an accident. Uh, I sit in accident traffic for was it probably two or three hours, I guess. So I just said, "The hell, I'm going to get a hotel room. I'll just go home early in the morning before everybody else wakes up." So I I just didn't want to take a chance. It's 35 quarter between Dallas and San Antonio is a drag anyway on a good day. And uh, they had a fatality accident today that I oh got stuck I behind the traffic for several hours, so it was a mess, but I'm just uh, trying to work my way home. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, I guess you you kind of you're one of the numbers that popped up a little late, but we're we're discussing um, you know what's right for you, and I, I, everybody's uh, line who had their hand up is open, so. I just want to ask if everybody agrees that to remove, and to me this is the most important, and I just want to see who's on the same page with me. If you could just remove or limit processed foods from your diet, is that a, the major step? That's one I mean, of them. I, th- I, mean. I, I know, you know, there's a few, but... To me, the more I research and listen, and it just seems like it's the processed foods that lead to the chemicals, the GMOs, and the whole nine yards. And and what is a processed food? It's 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 something in a package. It's it's anything that has you know chemicals and uh, a whole list of ingredients other than the one food ingredient. I mean, I guess that's the best way to uh, to express what a processed food is. It's prepackaged and it has a long list of things. So to me, that's like the major thing. But does everybody agree with that, Tom? Two Jeffs. Yeah, two, uh, I'll two let degree, the I, go first. Yeah, to a degree, I oh. do agree with that. I mean, it's just uh, one of those things that. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a number of different things. I mean, you have to look at your own situation. Like in my case, uh, being a diabetic, and I was born a diabetic through my genetics and everything, um, I've had to uh, watch, you know, go on a low-carb diet in order to keep my, my numbers good and also make sure I'm healthy otherwise. So it's just uh, it's not only about getting away from the, uh, you know, what you were talking about, uh, but then it's about watching, you know, getting a lower-carb intake and then just uh, doing everything else in moderation. Like in my case, I've gotten to the point now where if I want a cheeseburger, I do not order fries with it, and I'll usually throw away half the bun when I eat the burger. And then, uh, of course, uh, I'll just get one slice of cheese instead of two wine. I mean, there's a number of things that you can change. 
And uh, going low carb actually has worked quite well for a lot of people. I mean, myself, I mean, I've got a very low percentage of body fat anymore and uh, everything else. I mean, there's there's so many ways you can make it work. It's what works for you. I mean, of course, myself, I do eat a lot of meat. I mean, of course, being from Texas, barbecue was a big deal for me. So, yes, I ate a hell of a lot of uh, brisket and uh, pork and uh, stuff like that. I mean, so it's I still enjoy that stuff. I just have to watch how much sauce I put on it. Right, right, and the, I know the barbecue, especially the barbecue sauce that's prepared. I haven't found one yet on the market that uh, doesn't contain high fructose corn syrup. I'm sure that there's, you know, some out there, but I just haven't found it. So um, I make my own uh, barbecue sauce if we do barbecue uh, for that reason. But again, you know, you have to pick your battles. You know, if you're out on a truck, and, and these are the challenges that that we find uh, with different people. If you're out on the truck and, you know, you don't have time to mess with making a barbecue sauce and, and all you can get and you like barbecue and you like uh, pork or something, then that's all you can do. Well, okay, but at least you're limiting the other things because you're making it fresh yourself and you're not you know, getting it packaged with about a a list of 10 other things. So that's why I say if you could limit processed foods, you're halfway uh, on the road to success, just there. And, you know, well, what do I replace it with? Vegetables. You know, I wanted to, uh, and fruit. I mean, Yeah, fruit. Fruit is a big one for me, too. I have a nutrient ninja in my truck that I use to uh, make uh, fruit smoothies. That was my next. That was my next thing I was going to bring up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tom, did you hear that, the ninja? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, I just, now, does, Jeff, does Jeff Clark have any comments about the processed food? Or No, I'm, that's, probably, that's my problem is my eating. <laughs> but uh, I've gotten better, and I don't have a new – I've started to get some interest in the in the, in the blender, blender fruit smoothies. It's, they seem, I've tasted them at shows, and, and they taste good. So, yeah, I, and oh, I've I got the, an inverter in my truck. So, okay, it makes sense. So Did that's something. Joey Slaughter, yeah, I, his video? Yeah. Oh, wasn't it great? <laughs> yeah. He we we refer to this. Yeah, we refer to it always as the genius of Joey. Oh, really? <laughs> he had, I believe it was a bullet. Was it the bullet he yes. had? Okay, yep. I have the Ninja, and I got it as an anniversary gift, and it was better than a diamond ring or or anything. Uh, I was so excited when when I got this. Of course, I got the whole kit and caboodle with the processor and all the different size, you know, cups, and I haven't stopped since, and that was in May. So we'll see. I mean, I have one in the morning and one at night, and I must eat so many vegetables, and uh uh, I was wondering, and see, this brought up the question that Tom and I were discussing about the inverter, that you need an inverter. And a lot of companies will not allow an inverter. Um, why is that? Why, why won't they? Anybody? Well, to me, it's a, a lot of them because they're improperly installed, and an improperly installed inverter can cause a fire. Um, Jeff is a mechanic. He probably knows more about that than I do. But a lot of times you really have to use zero gauge and, and wire stuff like that right to the battery. Okay, but the the, the a lot of carriers just don't allow them. Is that it? 
Tom, that's what. Lock your lock yours do not allow them because of improper installation. Also, uh, there's some carriers that do allow small inverters that you can plug into a cigarette lighter. But the only thing is, they don't provide enough wattage to run a lot of appliances that we need out here. Like, say for instance, if you want to use a George Foreman grill, that's going to consume right there probably about uh, between nine and twelve hundred watts, depending on what size you get. Then a microwave, uh, it may uh, have a claim of 700 watts, but it's going to take a lot more power just to do the initial startup. So uh, usually you need to have a uh, 1,500-watt inverter to actually be able to accommodate a 700-watt microwave. But then, of course, when you go to the bigger inverters that you can't just plug into a cigarette lighter, they have to be hardwired into the truck properly. And uh, most of the time you do have to have the engine running in order to run the inverter so you don't put too much draw on the batteries. So, I mean, there's a... I think uh, too many drivers over the years have attention to install their own inverters, not knowing what they were doing. And uh, I guess they, I agree with the other Jeff. They have caused some uh, truck fires and whatnot. A lot of uh, companies have had uh, trucks catch on fire, do a lot of miswires stuff over the years. And being a mechanic, I've had to go in and uh, remove a lot of uh, improperly done wiring that drivers have done and everything after pretty much usually they get fired for what they do too. <laughs> So well, could, uh, really could, uh, to, could one of those could one of those inverters do a ninja or a bullet? Uh, I have a 1500 watt inverter, in my uh, 2016 Cascadia Evolution, that uh, will run a uh, neutron ninja just fine. And uh, also, uh, I used to recommend. I, I think the neutron ninja, like I have, I think that one runs at least uh, 900 watts when it is running. But I'm thinking it probably takes close to 1200 to get it to start. So you're better off uh, running. Uh, you know, you fifteen you know, about the, the bigger inverter you have, the better actually. I mean, so fifteen hundred watt like I have does the job just fine. And if you have the engine running, that's a plus too. That way, it'll actually support the uh, voltage and uh, watt requirements of that device. Okay, uh, I got a, a couple more people here on the line. We're just gonna. Um... So a couple quick, more quick things on the in, inverter, Donna. Is, yes, please. Uh, a lot of companies do limit it at 1,500 because when you get up to 2,000 watts, the installation gets more complicated because you have to run two, two hots, you got to run, run two neutrals, it needs to be grounded, and you need to know what you're doing. But there's a couple important things. If you're going to get an inverter installed, one, make sure there's a fusible link in it, you know, that, that there's basically a fuse between the inverter and the battery on the hot wire because if something goes wrong, that has a much better chance of saving the truck uh, by the, that fuse blowing. Not a guarantee, no. but it, it, incre- it increase, increases the chance it's going to save it. Um, yeah, another, thing, and, another thing I want to add, too, that is uh, make sure you get a good quality inverter to put in, because a lot of those that are sold at truck stops are nothing more than overpriced junk. I mean, if you go with a, uh, a trip light or, or uh, I think it's a Xantrex, another uh, recommended brand, uh, those are a lot better quality inverters, you know, and, some of the old ones are made by the CB radio manufacturers. It's just ju- overpriced junk. Uh, well, we'll get to we'll get to that one in a, in a second. That that issue in a second. The, the second thing, though, with the inverters, is make sure you're using a heavy gauge cable because a lot of the wiring that comes with some of the installation kits, while it does meet electrical code, it meets it for short term uses. It, it wasn't intended for the way we use it. You probably want to be using for a 1500 watt inverters around double zero welding wire. If you're a 2000 up, you definitely want to be using the, the, the double watt welding wire, but that's going to give you a little extra protection. The next thing is there's two types of main inverters on the market. One like the Xantrex and um, a few of the other brands, they're pure sine wave. 
if you're going to run digital electronics, uh, the high-end computers, uh, some of the the uh, cooking devices like the new wave induction induction cooktop and some of those, they require a pure sine wave inverter, which is like what you use at home. That's the same type of electricity that you use, use at your house, and they're expensive. You have to get them through a, a website like donrow.com, uh, RV stores, etc. The ones you see in the truck stop, they do a decent job. Uh, they're, they're a modified sine wave inverter. You know, we can argue a little bit back and forth about the qualities. I've actually had some power drives that I thought were better than the OEM one that came with the uh, Thermo King Tri-Pack on my truck. Uh, I actually I actually like that one better than the uh, Ingersoll Rand OEM one. Uh, but what it really comes down to is Go out there, read the reviews, find one, find one that you like. Uh, but keep in mind that if you do get the one out of the truck stops, even if it's sufficient wattage, it may not power certain devices. And I, you know, and I think this is important. But getting back to the question, will carriers allow inverters on their trucks? Depends it's, it's, on the carrier. Yeah. I think a lot each, of carrier, each carrier has different, different policies. I mean, mine, we're going to, uh, you know, factory installed inverters in our trucks now. That's what I have in my Freightliner, but before they were installing uh, inverters for certain situations. Okay. I think, All right. right. I think, too, some of them, some of them are more apt to say yes if you will pay for their mechanics to install it in their trucks. Okay. Because they just don't and, want their truck burning up. And, and the other thing is, too, is a lot of companies are starting to go to it because of drivers that may have to have special diets or various equipment like the sleep apnea machines. A lot of companies and a lot of companies are starting to realize that there are drivers that are quitting their company to go with a company with an inverter. You know, a lot, I mean, there's two, two questions that I, ask, that I would ask any company. And the the first one is, do you have a company health program of some kind? That's not a deal breaker, but the next one is a deal breaker. Do you do you provide or at least allow a minimum 1,500-watt inverter in your truck? If they say no, okay, thank you very much. I'm all, I, you know, I, yeah, I, right. I won't be going to work for your company. So, right. you know, and a lot of drivers are like that. But when you are starting out, some of these larger companies, that do the driver training don't allow the inverters. And when you get right down to it and you hear the number of trucks they've lost because of improperly installed inverters, even the small inverters that plug into a cigarette lighter, you know, there can be problems with those if you're not careful. So that's, I mean, while I don't like the policy, from a company standpoint, I can understand it because when you start having to pay for, you know, a couple of trucks to burn to the ground, plus loads, plus whatever else, yeah, I, I understand in a hurry why you're going to have that policy. Doesn't mean I have to like it, and doesn't mean I, I, I think as an industry we can't work together to find a workaround to improve driver life quality. But, you know, I, like I said, I, if I was a business owner and I lost several trucks because of that, I'd probably react similarly. So, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm, I, I'm not faulting the owners for making a business decision. Okay. Well, I'm going to um, hang on, everybody. I'm going to open up one more line, and that is area code 602. Who do we have here? Hello? 
Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I couldn't get to my phone in time. Oh, that's okay. Who do we have? Um, I just have a, I have a question for Tom. I was wondering, okay. what health plan does he use, and how well has it worked, say, over the last 6 or 12 months? Uh, I use the well. I use a I use a conglomeration of a few. I, I use some of the stuff from Rolling Strong. I use some stuff that I've read uh, over the last three to six months. I've fallen off some, and that's mainly because I've gotten lazy. I'll be honest, uh, and I've got to get back on track, and I've been working on it. But it, it, it's one of those situations where. At least in my opinion, if you if you see something's not working, it's just like when you're driving a truck. If you see your fuel mileage is falling off, you've got to start looking at it. I mean, one of the first things you're going to do is probably check your fuel filters and change them because that's an obvious right. one. But if your fuel if if your fuel economy is still off, now you got to say, well, maybe I change where I'm fueling at. They maybe change something. And the next thing you've got to look at, have I changed something? And maybe you've changed something in your driving habits, and then you got to go wait. Maybe I got to go back to the basics. And that's one of the things was with me is um, I've been working some weird hours. I've been doing a lot of work of uh, getting ready for the Great American Truck Show for the driver health stuff. And to be honest, at the end of the day, I haven't been cooking. I haven't been sticking to the eating plan that I know that works. I've been falling back into the old lazy truck driver habits, and it's just a case where I've got to say, and I've been saying, enough's enough, and I'm getting back to what I know works. So, so where are you, know, you at now in your plan? Are you pretty much close to goal? Uh, I actually got to do – I'm doing a weigh-in tomorrow. I'm probably about – 10 to 15 pounds over where I want to be. 250 is about the max I ever want to be at. And I'm about probably 265-ish right now, give or take a couple of pounds. Uh, so I where figured my gas I should be back down to about two. Oh, I have where to go and recalculate it. But off the top of my head, when I'm at 260, 265, that puts me, I think, at 32 or 33 without crunching the numbers. Well, that's obese. And who do we have on the line here? Who, who do we have on the line here? Hello? Uh, I, I, I've never admitted to not being heavy. I've never have. If, if anybody who ever reads my website will know that I freely admit that I've been heavy. You know, I, I'm, I've never, you know, I don't promote myself as the paragon of, of perfect or a paragon of virtue. I'm just a normal truck driver that has to deal with weight issues on the road, and I've chosen to do it through mainly diet and exercise. But the thing that I've also discovered is when I don't make the right choices, there is a consequence to them, just like there's a consequence to when you do other thing, things. You know, if you, if you choose to run illegally, for example, and you get caught, Hey, that's the consequence you take. If you make the, the, the choice to not follow your program or the or the, the plan that works for you, um, then you've got to make you know, you've got to accept the consequences and go back and make the changes to get back to what works. And that's one of the things I think that is an advantage to a truck driver is we always have to keep looking at what we're doing as drivers on a daily basis and saying, hey, something's not working in my driving thing. I'm not making the money I used to. Why? And go back and make changes. So that's, I think, an advantage as a driver 
you know, when you realize you've made a mistake, you know how you know what you need to do to go back and get back to where you want to be. So, you know, that's right. the big thing for me is I've well, got to go back and make those changes. Well, that's the whole idea. And, by the way, um, that caller um, hung up shortly after I asked who she was. So I I, 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 th- I think I know who it was, Donna. So I'll be, okay. I'm not going to call her out, but I'm pretty sure I know who it was. Okay. Well, one thing I'll bring uh, up about the B, she mentioned some of the BMI index, too. Uh, actually, the BMI index is not always an accurate figure to uh, for anybody to go by. I mean, because when you think about it, if you have a bodybuilder that's uh, maybe about five foot ten, weighs two sixty, you solid muscle, his BMI index may be thirty three or above. But guess what? I would not want to be the doctor that calls a guy obese. That doctor may not live uh, to regret his mistake. So, really? I mean, yeah, the the BMI test, uh, chart does not differentiate between uh, fat and muscle. Like in my case, my BMI is probably around uh, thirty or thirty one, which would probably classify me as obese, but I have very little body fat. And and you know that is so true uh, because I mean, um, Alan recently has dropped about thirty pounds, and but even prior to that. Um, I don't know what his BMI was, but I'm sure it was over 30. Uh, but when you looked at him, uh, just like you, I mean, I've seen pictures of you. Just, you know, you can tell there's it's just muscle. And now he he is happy because he got rid of his belly, and that's really the only place that there was any um, any extra fat. But very misleading number. And plus two, Tom. How tall are you? Six what? I'm about depends on the day you catch me. I'm between six one and six two, and the reason why I say that is if you catch me before I'm a chiropractor, go see the chiropractor. I'm a little closer to six one. If you see me after I go see the chiropractor, you know, a day or two later, I'm a little closer to six two. Uh, so, and I keep joking if it's all that bouncing going down the road makes me shrink about a half inch, and I go see the chiropractor, and you know, he stretches me back out again. Uh, but, but you know. The doctors that I've had in the past, they would like to see me in the 210 to 220 range at my heaviest, not much less than 200. Uh, the, the doctors that I've seen that I, I respect and trust, uh, most of them weren't too concerned about the BMI and the charts because some of those, those BMIs are also based on some insurance charts that may or may not be accurate. That's a whole other show we can get into because it would literally take an entire show to go over some of that stuff. But the thing you've got to do is you've got to talk, you've got to find a doctor that you're comfortable with, not a doctor that will tell you what you want to hear, but a doctor that you trust to tell you what's best for you, the person, and not what some chart or, or book says you should be. You know, if I weigh the 180-ish, if the insurance company says that I should weigh, I, I feel okay, but I don't feel as good as when I'm in, let's say, in the 200 or 220 range. Uh, and I look healthier in the 200 to 220 range because at, at 180, I really do look awfully, awfully skinny. Well, uh, that's what happened but, to me. I had gotten down to about, oh, oh yeah, about 127 pounds. And, of course, I was thrilled to death. I'm five foot seven, And I hadn't seen 127 probably since uh, junior high school. Or I don't know how long. I mean, it was a really long time, so... You know, I just thought I was great. My well, I checked my BMI. It was like a 22 or something like that. So here I am all excited. But everywhere I went, people would look at me and go, um, are you sick? 
and I'd be like, no, no, I'm I'm doing really well. And finally, you know, I, I realized that I really looked awful is what it was. So um, I've put on about 15 pounds since then, and uh, I don't have people asking me, you know, are you sick anymore, you know? I, and it's kind of nice. Of course, you know, i got some clothes I can't fit into, but oh well. Uh, but I hear you. You know, you, you get to a certain point, and you feel great, and you think you look great, and then people are just staring at you like, wow, what's wrong with you? So I sometimes, you know, you have to listen a little bit, look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, and and, and and to kind of finish up what I was saying there, you've got to find a doctor that you trust, and that's who you listen to. Because, I mean, you may go to one person, they may say this. You'll go to another expert, and they'll say that. And the thing is, you'll get so many confusing or conflicting messages. You, you and I have talked about, about this actually yesterday, Donna, about some of this diet information. Is this diet or that diet good oh, for you? Crazy. And you were listening to all your experts that said one thing. I was listening to experts I recently listened right. to that said the exact opposite. Right. And you will drive yourself absolutely batty. So you've that's got to pick one source you trust. And that's right. really what inspired this show. But you've got to pick a source that you trust, and that's the one you listen to and deal with because they're the, hopefully they're going to take the time to figure out what's best for you and work with you. So like I said, there's, there's some great people out there. There's some great resources out there. And, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you – I'm not going to tell anybody – that, you know, this program's better than that program. It's a case where you've got to find what's worked to you, but you have to stick with it because if you don't, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, one of the reasons I put on weight lately is that with all the stress I've been dealing with, normally I limit myself to about two, at most three desserts a week. There's been nights where I've been lucky to limit myself to three desserts in one night because I, that first one tastes good, I feel a little more relaxed, so that second one's going to help a little bit more. Oh, that second one was good. Well, you know, if that helped, maybe a third one would be better. So the thing is, is like I said, I made some bad choices, and that's my responsibility. But the thing well, is, you know, is, I know it, and I can fix it. Right. And this yeah. reminds me of another a conversation. Oh, go ahead. Who Who is that? Yeah, I was, I was wanting to interject something here for a minute. Okay. Um, you know, it's one, I think a lot of people need to realize that, uh, you know, Health, you know, you only have one body, you need to take care of it. And, uh, I mean, it's like I've been uh, out, out on the road now for over 20 years, and I've had some people approach me asking what I do and everything and uh, to stay in shape out here. And I explained to them that I, sometimes I, you know, get people that do want to pick my brain a bit more, which is cool, but then I also have other people like, oh, that sounds too much like work. And it's like I would tell them, like, there's no magic pill out here. That's going to help you uh, get healthier just by taking it. I say it does take a lot of work to get healthy. I mean, between uh, exercise and diet and everything else, and of course, the choices we make now are going to dictate the quality of life we're going to have uh, by the time we do reach retirement. I mean, uh, when you think about it, ask yourself where you want to be by the time you do retire. Do you actually want to be out enjoying your time with your family when you retire, or do you uh, want to be waiting out your final days in a nursing home before you pass on? I mean, because unfortunately, with some of the drivers out here, I can see where a lot of them probably won't even reach retirement uh, unless they do something about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people won't complain about the regulations and all that with the health regulations. It's like, you know, uh, even if uh, it wasn't for the regulations, if you have a health issue, do something about what you can before it's too late. I mean, uh, you don't want to wait till you're... Uh, 
too old to be able to catch up because I tell you what, I'm in my early 40s and it's a lot harder to do things now than what it was 20 years ago. Now, well, Jeff's got a page too with the with the ride and roll group, which is a really good page if you're into bicycling. That right, I should probably fact, talk about that um, a little bit because uh, yeah, it, it's it, they get some pretty good interactions on there, and we go back and forth sometimes between the groups. And 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 I'm and I'm like Jeff, a cyclist, and uh, I I don't think of my bike as exercise. I I play on my bicycle. Right, and that's yeah, the way, it, you know, it's whatever long works. Long. I mean, I run and I ride actually, but I mean, I do both. I mean, but I've. I do like to ride most of the time, but then, uh, you know, running is something I still do, too. I mean, uh, it's not the easiest to see on my ankles and knees anymore, but I still get out there and do it anyway. And, and yeah, how about your good. diet? My diet? Do you, do you, if you had to call yourself, you know, I mean, do you just eat what you sense, you know is sensible? You said you love meat, okay? And oh, yeah. veggies and fruits. And, you know, I mean, that doesn't fall specifically into a category. I'd have to say you're more of a paleo diet, which is um, meat, veggies, eggs, nuts, seeds. But they don't eat dairy and refined sugar, potatoes, processed foods, or uh, cereal grains. Well, it's very much like an it's very much like an Atkins diet, what you're describing right there. I mean, I'm not that familiar with the paleo diet, immediately, but if it is the same thing, then great. But I mean, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I do eat a lot of uh, meat, and I try to make sure it's uh, lean meat with that too. Like just like for lunch today, I had a brisket sandwich. I made sure it was lean brisket before I ate it. Then uh, just numerous other things too. I do not like eating fried food anymore. That's something I try to avoid, like the plague, because that will uh, definitely. You know, put the pounds on you and everything too. It's a lot of carbs in it, especially when you use a lot of flour to uh, fry food and everything too. So I mean, just uh, I do eat a lot of uh, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. But I mean, I do love my red meat. I mean, there's no question about that. I eat a lot of uh, grilled chicken instead of fried chicken. Uh, same with fish. Uh, give me grilled fish any day. You know, especially if it's uh, shark that's grilled a certain way. I love uh, grilled uh, sea uh, seawater fish. Actually, I love eating a lot of that. Uh, well, here's hey, another... Jeff, just a real quick thing for Jeff. My understanding, and I'm not, I'm not an expert on this, but my, my, my understanding, the difference between paleo and Atkins is Atkins is a little higher in fat than paleo. It may be, actually, but then again, I, I, you know, a lot of people do lean, uh, lose a lot of uh, body fat on the Atkins, which I've done, actually. I mean, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've got a lot of definition that I didn't have uh, three or four years ago. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I've tried some Atkins approaches, and for me, I, I love my potatoes and the occasional dessert and things like that too much. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I used to, when I was younger, have a half pound or a pound of mashed potatoes for dinner. Now, I'll have a helping of potato, mashed potatoes or maybe a baked potato two times a month. And I, usually, if it's going to be if it's going to be any kind of potato, it's baked anymore. Um, you know, I stop buying, you know, if I am going to get fast food, I'll either get just the sandwich oftentimes without the bun, you know, I'll have them wrap it in lettuce and I'll skip the fries. I'll skip the soda. I mean, the, the last soda I had was, I had one in May or two in May. And I can't even tell you before then when I had any soda. Uh, but a lot of it's just making some simple choices, you know, 
to, to make some of these changes. I mean, some of them were easy for me. Some things like soda took a little while to give up, but now I've given it up. I don't miss it, mainly because I realize how much money I'm saving. Well, that's part of it, and also, uh, you know, you get to where you can actually resist temptation quite well after you've uh, seen the results, which you've accomplished and everything. You, you can actually walk down to cookie aisle at a grocery store, and you will not put a single item in your cart. I mean, uh, I don't uh, I don't even like uh, the idea of drinking soda zia, but the only time I'll touch a Coke anymore is if my stomach is uh, going ballistic on me, and I want to calm it down. But otherwise, no, I don't even... Uh, it's like I usually get an unsweet tea with my dinner or else I'll uh, make some electrolyte solution out of water. And a lot of people don't realize that uh, Gatorade and Powerade, unfortunately, are electrolyte drinks that if you read the nutrition labels, they do have a lot of sugar. And just don't yeah, just do. assume that just because they're a sports drink that they're uh, good for you. you got to really you gotta pay close attention to the labels you on uh, anything and everything that you buy to make sure that you're not uh, taking in too much sugar. I mean, more, me being a diabetic, I have to watch that very closely. I mean, of course, like I said earlier, a lot of that came from my ethnic background. I'm uh, predominantly Native American, so yes, I have to watch my sugar intake big time. And, 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 and something just to the kind of sorry, sorry, Don, I'll let you go ahead there. Oh well, I was just going to say, and diabetes—I don't know if everybody's aware—is on a huge incline in this country, and for whatever reason, if it's the um, the, the processed foods or the high uh, caloric intake or the high sugar intake, the high fructose, whatever it is, um, it's it's just going really crazy right now to the yeah, point where... Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of drivers are not even aware. A lot of drivers are not even aware they have diabetes either until they uh, get to, like when they used to have the MeRV or whatever they used to call it out. So that guy actually, uh, John Osborne, he was driving it. He sent a lot of people in to get you know, to get help for their diabetes when it was discovered they were diabetic. Uh, let me just uh, the, put mer- the, the MERV, is that what you're talking about, Jeff? I think it was the MERV. I mean, I couldn't remember exactly what they called that, but you know what, you know what I'm talking about where yeah, uh, John was doing a blood test. And, uh, uh-huh. yeah, a lot, of, lot lot, of drivers that weren't even aware that they were diabetic until uh, he got hold of them and checked them out. He saved a lot of people's lives on that thing. Um, I mean, there were people that he sent right to uh, a doctor immediately, whether it be for right high blood pressure. But yeah. I mean, they were uh, just, you know, on a wing and a prayer when they walked in there. And uh, uh, that's a great thing. I mean, I've spoken to him for in length a few years ago uh, about different things. So um, I'm not really sure. What happened to the MERV? Um, uh, I no, it, it, it went, it went I away. I, they, they lost funding. They lost funding for it. So Is it funding? Not, okay. Not there anymore. But uh, I do encourage all drivers to uh, at least go get a checkup once a year, you know, make sure the you know, doctor uh, takes the uh, blood sample and everything to see what's going on with you because you may actually discover something that you can uh, correct now before it gets too late. Because, I mean, actually, uh, if you're a diabetic and you have to, become, you have to go on insulin, it's very hard if you can even do it at all to uh, be able to uh, get you know get a uh, a CDL anymore. I mean, they, a lot of times you will not get a medical card if you are on insulin. I had a yeah. gentleman yeah, uh, write us write us I think about that. Oh, I think ahead. it's important to point out. I think it's important to point out a real medical examination, not just get your CDL renewed, your med card renewed. Yeah. 
they they, um, they kind of gloss over stuff there. Well, you know, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Next week, you know, next Saturday, we're having uh, Dr. Rosarian and Elaine Papp. Um, they're going to talk about that um, exemption uh, that was just uh, for the waiver for the uh, insulin. And they're going to talk about the pros and cons of that. Um, just curious, quick, I know I want to get into the perfect diet for the, those who are listening, uh, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. Oh, we're getting a bunch more callers in. Okay. Well, Donna, Donna, real quick, you said you wanted to give the phone number again? Three, oh, yes, thanks, Tom. Um, <laughs> 347-826-9170 for those listening on their computer. And then you have to click on 1 on your dial pad if you want to uh, come into the conversation. Uh, okay, we just had another one come up. And, and, and that's what sidekicks are for, Donna. That's right. So uh, anyway, I wanted to just briefly just say one thing, because if there's a lot of people like this, including the way I used to be, and I want to address it to them. A lot of times people stick to a diet, and I, I know I hate to use the word diet, but they, they start changing their lifestyle, and then they have a binge, let's say. Let's say a day of they're just going hog wild, having a ball, eating whatever they want, and they feel like they want to throw in the towel. Don't. Because A, tomorrow's another day, and you start all over again, and now what I do if I cheat, I, I don't usually go hog wild, but if I eat, you know, something I know I'm not supposed to, I'll go ahead and eat something healthy after. And I, it sounds great. I told you that, Tom, right, that yes. that's what I do. So if I do something really bad, an hour later I'm in with a salad or, uh, or, or an apple or, you know, sliced pineapple or a big bowl of kale, something. And, and it's almost in my mind acts like a buffer. But that's what works for me, and that's what this show is about, what works for you. The main thing is don't get discouraged because you're going to fall off the wagon. Huh? You know what's going to come up next because I, I warned you if you went on this, I was going to get on my soapbox for a quick minute. Uh, I'm about, about a year ago, I was struggling with some of this myself, I'd have good days and bad days. And I stumbled across the Jillian Michaels podcast, and it seemed like every time I went to listen to it, the, the episode had always queued up automatically for about four weeks straight was progress versus performance. Uh, or, or, excuse me, uh, progress, not perfection. And a lot of times when we do things, and, and I think truck drivers are some of the worst at this personally, we tend to be overachievers. You know, we, we tend to want our logbooks perfect. We tend to want our on-time percentage to be perfect. We, we have all this stuff that we want to do. We want it done right, and there's certain ways to do it. And when well, the we industry start makes that, paranoid. Yeah, and when we start applying that to our diet, if we have a bad day, we start going, oh, man, I screwed up. Well, I might as well have another scoop of ice cream. And you just start getting so upset about that mistake that you forget about the two weeks that you just had where everything went great, and you just right. had one evening or one afternoon where you messed up, but you're so focused on that one that one meal that went bad that now it carries into the next and the next and the next. The next thing you know, you're ending up where I am right now 
well, you've made a lot of backward steps. You've got to make some forwards progress now. So the thing is, is you've got to focus on your successes rather than your failures. If you went two weeks and got it, if you went even two days and did everything right, then you had a, had a flub up, great. Focus on those two days you did it right, since now I can do it for three. I'm going to drag Jeff Clark back in here, if he's still on, real quick, because, Jeff, you, you've written a couple of great articles on this about your streaks on Team Run Smart. Can you just oh, give yeah. me a real quick summary? Well, well right now I'm on my four-mile streak, which is um, basically four miles every day. Um, walking, running, running and walking, kind of a combination some days. If I don't feel like running, I don't run, I walk. But my, my streak is... And now, well, I'm, 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 I should be at 72 in June, but I'm only at 69 because I had to do a couple half days just because I didn't have time. Um, right. So I hope to make up those three miles somewhere between now and the end of the month so I get my 120. But that, that helps a lot. I've also done streaks. But my favorite streak I did, I think I hit 60 days of this, was an hour a day of avoiding exercise. And my avoiding exercise, well, you know, I'm going to run today instead of exercising, or I'm going to ride my bike instead of exercising, or I'm going to kayak instead of exercising. And, and you know, the, the streaks like that, and, and sometimes you, you put pressure on yourself to keep, well, I've got a streak of 20 going. I don't want to wreck it now, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get my four-mile walk in. And I suppose the same thing could, could go with diets. You know, I've, I've had a streak where I've had a banana every day or whatever, or an apple every day or five, five servings of fruits and vegetables. I don't want to wreck my streak. So, yeah, there's some of the streaks and momentums. And I think, and I think, Tom, when you brought up people, get, it's difficult for people to get back on the wagon. I think that's why I do what I do. Because if I know, let's say, I've been out to an event and, you know, I, I ate things I shouldn't have, and I'm feeling guilty, even though I enjoyed them to no end while I was eating them, but I knew that they were bad for me, and I was feeling guilty. And then you go ahead and you eat something really healthy that you usually include in your daily routine. That almost helps you get back on it for the next day. It's like wiping the – in my mind, anyway. I mean, that's how it helps me. Like you and I have talked about, Donna, I agree with you to a point, but I also disagree because I think it depends on why you're doing it. If you're doing it because you're sad and upset and depressed or overly stressed, I don't think you're thinking logically enough at that point because it's whatever part of your brain, what you want to call the primal or primitive part, that just wants that comfort food. Uh, it's not thinking clearly. It's screaming you know, all kinds of messages that you, you know, at you. And I think you're so focused on soothing it and feeling better that mm-hmm. it, that food becomes a medicine. You know, it, it's, it's like an antidepressant or whatever. And when, when you're using it, food can be a medicine that helps you. It can be a medicine that harms you, just like any other medicine out there. If you're using food as it's intended to build up your body, it's a great medicine. But if you're using it to basically medicate an emotion. You know, like you and I talked about, I said, there's days where I could eat an entire cheesecake and not feel an ounce of guilt at all because I'm just so stressed and aggravated that, hey, you know, that, that cheesecake is just what I think I need. It made me feel better. Now, in most cases I don't do it, partly because I'm too cheap to buy an entire cheesecake. Um, uh, but what it comes down to is I think it depends a little bit on why 
you're doing it. You know, if it's a, a cheat day because you're like, hey, I'm going out with friends, and I'm not going to really worry about focusing on my diet for this meal, I agree with you. It's much easier to get back on track in those cases because it was an intentional, you knew what you were going to do, and you have a plan to recover from it. When you're doing it based on an emotional reasons, I don't think you have that logical plan. So I think it's a little harder to recover from it because you're dealing with an emotion, and emotions are a lot more vague. Uh, but it's one of those things is once you start getting out of that cycle, you realize you've, you've, made a, you've, you've achieved or you have a problem, and you've got to deal with the mental side of it. Because that's one of the things I'm learning, realizing for me, a lot of my food issues is mental for me. And, 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 and I think it mental, is for a lot of people. And you've got to, and if you've got to decide how you're going to deal with the mental aspect in order to overcome the food aspect. And if you're not well, you know dealing what? with the mental, you can work on the physical all you want, but you're going to keep on having problems. We need to really define the word comfort food, and I'm going to tell you, and I mean define it individually. You know, it means a different thing to different people. Right now, because of my lifestyle, it's going on four years now, you know, the other night I wanted something. I wanted to treat myself. And now I have this ninja, and I thought, I'm really going to treat myself to something really, really good. So what did I make? I decided I'm going to make myself a milkshake. And it consisted of unsweetened almond milk, peanut butter, banana, and this organic cocoa with ice cubes, okay? I put it in the Ninja, and when I, and when I, when I put honey in it, that was my treat, okay? Because honey's pretty sweet. And I sat down, and I literally felt like I was eating a Wendy's shake. Now, that is my new comfort food for me. When I want to, you know, if I'm, like you said, if I've got problems or something, and I'm, like, kind of down, and I really want to be nice to myself, I'll make one of those. So it's redefining comfort food, okay? Um, Some people, it's macaroni and cheese or something like that. And even that, you know, if you you make it a certain way, it can be not as as bad. So, but with that being said, if I'm bad, I go eat a bowl of kale after. And it just makes me feel all better. I don't know why. It just works for me. Hey, I'm going to take another caller here. Area code 417. Who do we have? Well, hello there, Donna. This is Ron Morton. Hello, Tom. Hey, Ron. I, I think you may have heard our, our friend from 602 a little earlier this evening. No, I just got home and okay. realized you were I just got home and realized you were on. But I got a little comment. Diet is a dirty word, and I wished everyone would get word. that out of if people would get that out of their vocabulary, when you use the word diet, you're setting yourself up for failure. And you we know, if we talk about life change, lifestyles or healthy choices, man, that's that's a whole lot more positive. But diet, you know, it has a very negative connotation to start with. And I, I don't well, like Well, you know what? Diet. Ron, people have to associate themselves with something to change their lifestyle. And we were talking about all the different diets out there, you know, vegetarian, uh, vegan, paleo, 
um, raw food. There's all different things. And um, just to that's, review, that's for correct. The, just for know, the people well, who tuned in late, you know, you have yeah. to pick what's going to work for you. That's and, correct. And that's, or you're going to be you're going to be disgusted with uh, your your you know if you don't do it perfect, or oh. This diet says I'm not supposed to eat this, and I ate that. Well, the heck with it. I, I, I'm giving up. No, that that's not the way to do it. You have to just learn what you like, incorporate it uh, healthfully, if that's a word, in, in mm-hmm. your uh, lifestyle. That's and you why. know what's good for you. You know, you know fruit that's, and vegetables are good for you. So include that's them. That's why I don't. If you use the word diet as a noun, you're probably better off. But if you're, but uh, I don't know. Every everyone everyone has trigger foods. You know, you're talking about comfort. There's a lot of things. Sugar affects some people, makes them want to oh. eat. Carbs affect people. Oh yes. Some people caffeine does. And yep. you know, the individual, you have to get in contact with your body to see what's setting you off in these little binges. And I don't. You know, I can't explain it, but our metabolism changes too as we get older, and it's it's a complicated deal. And there's no one fix for everyone. Some of you know what I've done. Some of you don't appreciate it. Some of you don't think it's the right way. But everyone has to find their own path to get help. And that's the thing. Did you want to share with us your, um, you know, what happened with you? Well, I was about about done trucking and about. Done living, I uh, lost 155 pounds with weight loss surgery, and it's been a wonderful experience. I've kept the weight off for six and a half years. The weight came off fast. I didn't get discouraged, and I'm healthy as I can be for someone that's 60 years old. I have absolutely no regrets, but. People have to find their own path. That's my biggest point. And, and, and that's and, there's, and, help and, out, there, there's help out there. People just have to find and, what works. That sums up Ron, a lot of what I was saying earlier, kind of a quick recap, is diets are really a short-term solution. If you need to lose a few weights for, to get ready for to fit in that wedding dress or that, that suit for, for a wedding, you know, or, you know, you want to lose a few pounds for the upcoming DOT physical for whatever reason. That's what a diet for. It's a short-term solution because most diets, some people can live on an Atkins diet for the rest of their life. God love them. I can't. Um, but you've got to find what works for you. And that's why I like the term eating plan or lifestyle plan better. But that's you, a whole lot better than diet, Tom. I, but I, but, you, but you, you've got to find what works for you because, you know, Bob Perry's often saying this, the exercise program that works is the one that works for you. Well, you know, I well, just unfortunately, want Or the one that you will do. Excuse me, I misquoted him. I, I just want to share with everyone uh, tonight while we, while we talked about an exercise. Um, there's a gentleman, his name is Joe Martin, and he sent me his trucker size CD, and uh, I looked at it. And for those who really don't want to, you know, get into any kind of uh, expensive or complicated trucking, uh, uh, exercising in the truck, although, I mean, some people are on different levels, this is a very basic way to 
make yourself feel like you're moving in a positive direction. All the exercises are done in the truck. They, he uses the steering wheel pretty much to do uh, most of them. And they can be done while you're waiting at a shipper or receiver or, or you know, just idle time. And I think it, it they would affect you mentally in a positive motion as well as, you know, it, it's not it, they're not, you know, cardiac or anything like that. They're very, very simple exercises. But it makes you feel you're moving ahead. And I think that's the whole key thing is moving ahead, removing the processed foods, drinking more water, and then replacing them with one-item foods, whatever those foods are. And and you'll yeah. be you'll be doing well. But I, I I'm trying yeah. to find uh, his website. I think it's truckersize.net. Well, yeah, well you're looking actually. that up. I'm actually going to advocate a different exercise program. Uh, I, I'm going to advocate the Henry Albert exercise program. And, and for those who know Henry Albert, and I think Jeff already knows where I'm going with this. Henry doesn't like exercise. Exercise is a four-letter word. Uh, to Henry. But what Henry does for his exercise program is he'll start walking around the truck stop, the shipper and receiver, and every time he pit, finds something on the ground, you know, a nail, a piece of glass, something to, to you know, a piece of trash that right, could damage one of his tires, he'll bend over, pick it up, and throw it out. And I've done this periodically. Actually, tonight, while we've gone to school, I've been doing a little walking around doing that. And I've picked up, you know, some nails and some other things that could damage tires. And he says it's a way, for one, to give you some exercise. Number two, it's another way that you can actually protect your truck, more importantly your tires, because as we all know, you, you, you know, if you get tire damage, you're losing money between the repair or the replacement and then the tying down. So this is a proactive way you can get a little bit of exercise as well as um, do something that could theoretically save you some money. So, you know, I, I'm going to ad- actually advocate the Henry Albert plan. And one day I did it at a truck stop in Missouri. Over the course of the walk, I ended up getting two, straps, uh, two truck straps, a new pi- pocket knife, uh, and I think I picked up about a dollar and change. So it can also pay you, pay you in rewards, too. Knowing <laughs> well, you, know, you, you only you would say that, Tom. Uh, no, no, I, I, no. Henry would too, because I got the idea from Henry. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I just want to say, um, I want to first of all, you know, thank thank everybody who's calling in, and I want to let you know that Jeff, both Jeff and Tom, you're all on our trucker resource page on trucking social media. Um, so, you know, that's a the resource page is a place, a hub of quality information. And every time we find a new website, blog, uh, social media group that can edify the industry, we try to put them uh, up on this resource page. So all I've got Ride and Roll on there, and there's quite a few I'm looking through. I know, Tom, we've got Road Tested Living. Um, and Jeff, let's see, you are, uh, trucking, you're trucking runners, right? I know you're on there. You must, oh yeah, trucking (laughs) fitness, trucking runners. There it is. So I I just want to tell everybody who's listening, because there's a lot of people on the line tonight, and I'm so thrilled to see that. But 
if you have a Facebook group, a website, uh, or something that can really edify the industry, just go to the Trucking Social Media website, click on the contact form, and say, I'd like to add this to your resource page. And Or you can just send us a, a private message on Facebook, any way you want to do it. And because we really want to create this as a, a, a resource of free resources and direction for the the tr- professional truck driver and the industry also, because you know, think there's so many things now you don't know where to find them, and we're trying to locate them um, and, and put them all together. So you know, if you have something and you're listening and you want to want us to add it, just let us know, and and we will. Hey Donna, do you know if Rick Ash is on the line tonight? Um, hold on, let me scroll down. Um, uh, and what are you looking I for that real see, quick? Okay, uh, I don't that. see that area code. No, well, the, the couple of things that not Jeff Clark, but the other Jeff that I want to pick up on real quick is a lot of times we'll go out and do something that we think is good for ourselves, and he mentioned the Gatorade. You know, a lot of people think, oh, Gatorade's a sports recovery drink, I need it. You know, unless, and probably Jeff Clark can speak better to this than I can, unless you're probably going distances over 10K, the average person probably doesn't need a Gatorade uh, at the end of their workout session in most cases. There, you know, there's obviously going to be exceptions to that based on weather. You know, a glass of milk is probably going to be just as effective. Um, but the other thing a lot of times we'll drink are these fruit smoothies, whether it's the naked juices or whatever it is, or, or these whole fruit juices that don't have added sugars, thinking we're doing something good. But what we don't realize that bottle of that naked juice is two to three servings. And then you look at how many calories it is, and you just drank that whole bottle. Sometimes you may have drank half the calories you should have for an entire day in that one bottle. So that's something we don't sometimes realize how much extra sugar we get in trying to do something that's healthy um, that, can, that can add some extra weight. Then the other thing... That's a good point. The other thing that also Jeff kind of pointed out um, is you should need to know your numbers. You know, drivers have a hard time getting to doctors and getting their physicals and everything else. So this year, uh, the Trucking um, Solutions Group and myself with Road Tested Living, we've worked with Randall Riley to bring, to our knowledge, the first-of-its-kind health fair for drivers at the Great American Truck Show in Dallas you're going to be able to go there, get most of the routine medical screenings that you should have. You'll be able to get your glucose checked. You're going to be able to get your cholesterol checked. There'll be mammogram screenings for the ladies. There's going to be all these screenings that are provided free of charge to the drivers. A lot of Rick Ash has spent countless hours trying to get this done, and I'm surprised he hasn't gotten gray hair from it with some of the stuff he's had to, to go through to get this set up and make this work. So, so Rick deserves a tremendous amount of credit for all his effort on this. But uh, oh, uh, we, we have put together this fact, program. Okay. We're going to have him on again and hopefully a few other people in the Trucking Solutions Group who's, or whoever is involved in that health uh, pavilion. And, um, and, 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 and well, actually, this is the other thing I want to put. I, I know Jeff Clark's going to be actually speaking on the health stage uh, and, I, and I know Ron will be there as well, Ron Morton. And actually, the other Jeff, you know, um, you're more than welcome to attend. We're going to be doing various um, 
drive around tables on diet, kind of similar to what we've done tonight, and, and some other topics as well. So this is hopefully going to be a fun and educational experience for drivers. You know, there's just going to be some cooking demos. There's going to be a little bit of entertainment. You know, our hope is that people can come and just get in a couple of minutes. You know, it's not like I'm going to ask you to spend all day there, but if you've got a couple of minutes, come there, sit, rest a little bit, enjoy some of what's going on, and they're going to enjoy the rest of the show. But really, this is going to be a chance for drivers to get to know their numbers, to talk to medical practitioners, to understand what the numbers mean. And there's going to be CDL wellness coaches there, from Rolling Strong and other groups that are going to be able to help you figure out strategies. Uh, Kroger's sending one of their nutritionists uh, there to talk to drivers. So you're going to be able to find something that works for you, um, and you're going to be able to get a lot of suggestions there. And like I said, I know Trucking Runners is going to be represented. Um, Tavi, please don't ask me to say the last name. Jeff Clark, please help me out. From uh, Ride and Roll, I know it's going to be there as well. Um, and, and there's going to just be a lot of good stuff and information for the drivers available. I know it's it's going to be. I mean, the more the more we talk about it, and I know Rick touched on it about two or three weeks ago when he was on the show. Um, it's going to be actually marvelous. I, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I have a family situation going on right now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Um, I have to wait and see um, how things pan out. You know, it, it's just you know a, a medical situation. So uh, I'm I'm waiting to see, but I'm really excited about it. Now I just wanted to ask um, Jeff Barker. Now I know you haven't been to the shows in a while. Does this type of pavilion entice you to to want to go to Gats? It just all depends. I mean, it depends on where I happen to be when it's taking place and everything. I mean, it's just one of those things where. I mean, I stay out here and I run so hard anymore that uh, whenever I do take time off, I want to stay around on vacation to uh, get away from trucking for a while. I mean, when during my time off, you know, trucking right. is usually the last thing I want on my mind. I mean, so I've kind of gotten that frame of mind. That's another wellness thing right there that I do is I uh, completely isolate myself and work for at least a week or two, and then I come back with a much better outlook. So that's another topic in itself right there, but I – I mean, uh, you know, the rod and roll thing is something I created uh, several years ago. And there's been, uh, you know, of course, I know I've done some stuff with Jeff Clark, and we kind of promote each other's pages and everything. Even though we don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, we still try to help each other out in that area, which is good. And uh, But, I mean, uh, it's just one of those things where uh, I spent a lot of money on uh, resources to attend truck shows years ago, and it got to where it was just uh, too impractical, so I really don't do it much anymore. So, I mean... Uh, well, that's but, why I, I mean, asked, this kind of helps Pavilion kind of like, I mean, because I don't know of anyone who's ever put on something to this extent uh, addressing health and knowing how much of a health advocate you are. Does it at least give you a little, hmm, might want to see that? <laughs> well, it's something I, I might have to consider anyway. I mean, uh and I think it uh, also would help if we actually had more drivers that uh, were actually – you know, see success in what they're doing in terms of health and everything. Because if you have uh, just strictly media people that are not drivers out there trying to talk about it, they're talking about a lot of stuff they really, really know nothing about because they've never been out there on the road, you know, that doesn't really connect well with the drivers at all. If you actually have drivers uh, like, say, for my, myself or Jeff or anybody else that might be on that is actually, uh, you know, 
uh, have a student prove to else of what they're doing and everything, then uh, that might help. I mean, uh, so, I mean, uh, I would rather see people that are actually in the trenches actually talking about it. I think it would be a good thing. I mean, if I if I have to be in the area, yes, I will go. But, I mean, I'm not, uh, not really making any guarantees as to whether or not I'll right. be there. Hey, well, I, we're not asking for guarantees, Jeff. But that is, I think you just said something that I really want to emphasize. I've been the one who has been, taken on trying to get a lot of the speakers lined up for, for the for the health stage section. And one of the focuses, and Jeff Clark was actually one of the ones who I had in the back of my head, but I think he's one of the first people I heard that actually verbalized it. We need as many of these speakers as possible to be drivers, and I've right. made it a, a, a I've made it a goal of mine. There's one or two topics where they may not be drivers that we wanted to cover because they were topics um, that we thought were important to drivers, but it required expertise outside of the driving field. Um, so there, there are there, there may be I think one or two speakers that I've brought in who are not drivers, but in many cases they'll be on a panel with drivers. So, because we feel that the drivers have a unique thing, because there's other quote-unquote fitness gurus out there who are top-level a- athletes, and yes, they were truck drivers, but they have an entirely different outlook on fitness than myself or Jeff Clark or Jeff Barker or Ron Morgan and some others, you know, who are, I consider more the everyman. So, you know, I love hearing what Jeff Clark and Jeff Barker has to say, because they're a more common, ordinary driver that does maybe some, you know, they might run a marathon or they might run this or they might run that, but they're not doing the super insane, to me, it seems insane, high-level training to complete an, compete at an elite level, whether it be in a triathlon or some right, other and, event. And, and, that, and that's why, I, you know, we want to bring it back to, because when, when, when people see things like that, you know, people at such extremes, they feel like I can never, I'll never attain that. How could I? That's me. And you don't, and you don't have to. Actually, if you just drink more water and reduce processed foods, you just made a huge step. And if that's what you can do, then you know, so be it. But yeah. so many times people are set up for failure when they feel if they can't do, especially Tom, you said, you know, people tend to be perfectionists. Well, if I can't do it, you know, the way everybody else is do it, then, you know, I'm a failure. It's whatever goes through people's heads. But that's not true. Well, another way to word that is not everybody has to uh, be a high-end uh, professional athlete in order to be a healthy driver out here. I mean, uh, if you're doing 30, 45 minutes to an hour worth of cardiovascular exercise a day and you're watching your diet, that's going to be sufficient to keep you in a much better health than the average driver population out here. Even if you park and walk to the truck stop and not park in the fuel island. Uh, well, that's I exactly mean, it. That's exactly it. I mean, <laughs> you could get out and uh, walk around the truck stop and just uh, make sure you got a can of mace with you because you don't know what can happen out there. But, I mean, uh, but then, uh, of course, like myself, I'll use park. Sometimes I'll park in the register during my 30-minute break, and I'll be out and I'll go, you know, run for a little bit. You know, maybe get about a mile and a half or two miles, and then I get back in the truck and take off. Well, and, and that's actually a, a great point, Jeff. Some of these rest areas have put in some really nice walking paths and trails. I mean, some of them are short, some of them are quite long. But, I mean, some of these rest areas now really have some nice exercise features or walking features to encourage, you know, 
people to get out and stretch their legs. So, you know, that's something that I'm starting to pay more and more attention to as I'm out driving, and, and I do a, a, a smaller regional circle, so I don't necessarily get out the way I used to to see some of them. But to see some of these pictures that drivers are taking from some of those, the really nice rest areas in Texas or, in so, or Missouri or other places with these great walking trails, it's kind of inspiring. And sometimes, you know, I've discovered one or two in Delaware that, you know, you wouldn't expect because they're, they're a little kind of off the beaten path a little bit, but they have some beautiful walking trails and gardens and things like that. So there are a lot of ways you can get out there and find stuff. You just have to look for them. Well, well, that one of those things you have to you have to think outside of the box too. I mean, uh, you think outside of the box, you can find a lot of different things to do out here. Of course, there's another page I do have that's uh, called uh, Support Better Independent Truck Stops, where you can actually find truck stops with better restaurants and that have uh, better quality and healthier food too out there. So I mean, there's just so many ways to think outside of the box when it comes to grooming your house. And well, by the I, way, I, that's I, also on the resource page for anybody who wants to know, truckingsocialmedia.com. Go to the resource page. You're going to find all these great things. And here's actually, and actually, Jeff, you brought up a great point, too. A lot of truck stops out there, you know, TA Petro, they're interested in doing healthier things for drivers, but they need two things. One, they need feedback. They want to hear from drivers what drivers actually want. Number two, if they start putting in those ideas, they need people to use them to pay for them because putting in some of these ideas that drivers want, they may seem like a great idea, but if nobody's going to use them, why should they go to the expense of putting in these services and features? So, you know, it, you know, if you see a truck stop that's doing something that you like, number one, tell them. Number two, use it as much as you can. You know, patronize I'm not, them. Patronize them. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Hey, I'm going to go you, you, the whole thing is, it's like uh, somebody else bought up uh, a couple years ago on a radio show. I can't remember which radio show it was, but say, for example, if uh, Tier Petro has a healthy item on the menu, uh, you know, it's made there to be offered and everything, but if nobody buys it, guess what? It's going to vanish from the menu eventually if, if nobody gets it. So, I mean, uh, you have to have, there has to be enough demand for that item in order for it to Absolutely. remain on the menu. Otherwise, it's going to go away. Hey, I'm going to go to a commercial. We'll be right back. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights. 
and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. everybody. We're back. Tonight we're uh, talking about the perfect health program for you. And uh, pretty much what we, uh, what we established, I would say, everybody, we've got a few people on the line right now. Uh, I, think, I think Jeff Clark dropped off, but we have Jeff Barker and uh, Tom Kirk, and there's a few callers listening, but their hands aren't up. And thanks for sticking with us till the very end here, everybody. Uh, I know it's a long show. But anyway, the best program is the one you're going to stick with and what works for you. And that can't be said enough because once you try to be perfect in any one particular uh, program, uh, you're, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So what works for you? And I, I guess we've all agreed on that. I mean, that's a unanimous thing tonight, uh, right, guys? Basically, uh, yes. yes. I mean, everybody, every person is different, so not there's not one uh, universal diet that's going to work for everybody. And another thing is, too, that uh, Tom would probably agree with me on is that you have a lot of people that jump on the latest fad diet that comes around and stuff. That's kind right. of a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree on that. I mean, you, I, I can't say. I mean, fad diets have a place because there's usually something, a kernel in that fad diet that does have some validity, but to base an entire diet around cabbage or around this supplement, I, I'm not saying you won't get success on it, but you're either going to miss some stuff your body needs, you're going to burn out, or both. Oh. I know what I had to say. Remember, we were talking about the um, talking about my ninja that I absolutely love. I'm, I'm eating so many fruits and vegetables; it's not funny now. And I ate a lot before, trust me. Uh, and we were going to find out if it's as healthy uh, in the in the um, ninja or the bullet as eating mm-hmm. just a big bowl of it. Well, I looked it up, and as far as I could see, I didn't see any cons against it. That it's pretty much. All the same, whether you grind it up or if you eat it just, you know, out of the bowl or out of the pot or whatever you're doing to it. And if anything, I heard because of the chopping and everything that it's absorbed even quicker into your bloodstream. I'm going to keep looking to see any cons I can find. Well, I, I think that may have, you may have just hit the con there. Actually, if you're somebody who is sugar sensitive, that may potentially be a problem. Maybe maybe Jeff Barker can speak that a little bit better than I can. But if well, now you have to remember, you have to put a lot of veggies in. Well, well I'm, I'm not saying that, but even, even some veggies have a fair amount of sugar. So if you're breaking it down where it's going to be absorbed more quickly, there, there is a chance that, you know, somebody who is sugar sensitive might notice more spikes from drinking it that way. Do you know anything about well, that, Jeff? 
well, a lot of times the natural sugars that are in fruit are not going to be as bad for you, you know, and uh, so that's it's the added sugars that you have to be concerned about, especially if you buy, uh, like you were talking earlier about the fruit drinks and stuff like that. But, I mean, uh, what I do when I make mine is I'll uh, generally go after some uh, pineapple and mango and some other fruits that I like, but then uh, what I'm starting to do off and on is put uh, kale and some other greens in. Of course, everybody knows that greens uh, generally don't have a whole lot of taste, and they're not exactly the most exciting thing out there to eat. But if you grind up a lot of that stuff with the fruit, you won't even notice it's there, uh, although you're still going to be uh, taking it in, so that's a good thing. I mean, uh, myself, I mean, I generally don't uh, like eating a whole lot of greens, but I know I need to as part of my diet. I mean, I love Caesar salads. And, uh, unfortunately, those do get kind of hard to find on the road every now and then. Hardly any place really uh, has it with someone to go out of my way to get to them. So, I mean, that's another thing, too, that I, I don't want to go off on another topic or anything, but a lot of times, if you want to eat healthy on the road, you may have to actually walk a little further than just the truck stop to get something to eat. I mean, I've actually ridden my bike as far as 25 miles to go eat something that I uh, that was appealing to me, but I would turn around and ride back instead of just uh, dealing with the truck stop. I'd go find some local food somewhere, maybe and find a farmer's market or whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I actually, a few years ago on Father's Day, I walked about two miles one way, to a, a restaurant, it, it was a local scene restaurant, but it, it it was significantly better than the choices that were closer to me. And I walked two miles one way and two miles back. And the the thing is, is is that's actually another good thing is a lot of times, and there's a lot of apps out there now that will help you find it. Trucker Path is one of them, but it will show you all the local restaurants around a truck stop where you're located. And you might be surprised. Google, Google, Google Earth, Google Earth is the primary one that I use. Actually, you can I, I, I started using both. But uh, there's Trucker Path, um, Google Maps, or Google Earth, uh, and there's some other apps out there you can get as well. But you know, just just pull, you know, try with some of these apps. Just start experimenting, and sometimes you may be surprised that you may have a, a great little restaurant that's not that far away from you. Um, you know, I, one of the first ones that comes off the top of my head is right across from the I-55 truck stop in Bolingbrook is a restaurant called Fatty Magoo's. There's some stuff on the menu that pretty much lives up to the first name, but there's also a lot of stuff on the menu that's pretty decent, and it's literally 500 feet, you know, from the truck stop because it's right, it's right across. So sometimes it can be, like, as close as next door, Sometimes you may have to go away, but there are some options out there. And the other thing, though, is like Jeff said, you are starting to see some of the truck stop restaurants carry Caesar salad, but it's that bottled Caesar dressing. And we can probably argue how good it is. I mean, slather so much on the salad that I'm not sure if I'm eating lettuce or dressing. Yeah, so, I stay away from bottled dressings, but, you know, uh, I don't that's like where I'm at. So. Yeah. Yeah, I put olive oil and vinegar on, uh, uh, you know, whatever I'm eating with a lot of garlic and salt and pepper, and it tastes great to me. Hey, listen, I'll be constantly quiet, Donna. Is get your dressing on the side because <laughs> it's easier to control how much you put on there. Oh, absolutely. And plus, I get vinegar on the side and I mix the two together and. You know, something like that, anything to to reduce it. We've had more people come on, and I think sometimes people get confused with the timing of the show. So um, if you're listening, either 
or through your computer, 347-826-9170, click 1. Or if you just come on, like I see you on here on the switchboard, and you need to click 1 on your keypad uh, so I know you want to um, say something. If not, you're just listening and enjoying the show. Well, we're glad you're uh, we're glad you're here. We are going to start winding down soon, though, if if nobody ra- uh, raises their hand. Um, it's it's been a great show. I I hope it's been informative. And the one thing I want to end with is more than anything, and because I know this helps me, is you need encouragement from one another. Support groups, and we talked about this in one of our earlier shows, are so important. And there's there's a few support groups on Facebook. Um, and, and, and if you can just get involved, go to the Truckers Resource page uh, on trucking social media and look under Truck Driver Health. There's these groups up there. It'll say Trucker Health Category. And try to join one of these groups and ask questions and, and get your support from one another. Uh, I, I've been in a class now for six weeks, and just listening to people, like-minded people, has helped me so much to know that what I'm doing is, is truly a, a good thing, you know, not only doing it myself but sharing it with others uh, because you're helping them live longer, live healthier, and have a higher quality of life let alone lose weight. I mean, some people don't need to lose weight. They just want to feel better. And, hey, that's power to you. I mean, that's just great. Um, but I think we, we achieved tonight uh, what we what we set out to do. And uh, I'm just going to uh, end tonight now. And I thank everybody, uh, Jeff Barker, Jeff Clark, Ron Martin, um, of course, my uh, I'll, even, I'll even thank our mystery caller from Phoenix. Oh, I forgot our mystery caller from Phoenix. Yeah, that was a little odd. Wouldn't give me your name. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know who it was. And, and, you know, we've had some conversations, and we disagree on a few things. And, and okay. the thing is, is that at the, at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is there's no one right way. There's no one wrong way. Getting healthy is a journey. Guess what? Driving trucks are a journey, too. So the thing is, is, is the biggest thing is have fun. Because, right. you know, the day, the day we stop having fun as truck drivers is the day it becomes work. It's the day we become steering, steering wheel holders. And the day we stop having fun and living life, well, I don't want to know what that will be. And, you know, so that's the thing is just have fun. You know, the thing is I love to eat. You know this, Donna. Um, I know, and the, I know. And, and the thing is, is you, you know, for, for somebody who grew up eating more of the traditional, you know, meat and potatoes, semi-Midwestern-ish diet, uh, you know, taking dishes that are considered unhealthy and figuring out ways to make them healthier, I'm not saying they're perfect, but they're better options. And that's and the that's thing the is, thing. is. That's what works for you, and that's what this show is all about. Hey, listen, and, I got and, another caller. We don't have a lot of time. I'm going to try to take one more caller, Tom. You ready? Yeah, no, no, let's go. Okay. Hello, area code 336. Who do we have? Hey, uh, my name is Mitchell. I got a question about uh, Slim Fast. How do you guys feel about that to get some supplements, you know, as far as your vitamins go? Uh, well, I'm, Does I'm anybody want to take that first? I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I want to take that, that one. one. <laughs> uh, first of all, 
you know, congratulations for for uh, moving forward and and just trying something to to help whatever you're trying to achieve. Obviously, you're trying to lose weight. Um, I know you popped on late, and Tom was saying that when he first started, what he did was he just started reducing his processed food by cooking in the truck, and before you know it, he lost 25 pounds, and he wasn't even trying to lose weight. But Slim Fast, um, if you read the ingredients, it has quite a long list of ingredients, which pretty much means it's got a lot of chemicals in it. And I'm not going to say not to do it. I'm not a doctor. But personally, I I look at labels, and when I see long lists of anything, um, I try not to uh, go with it. Now, on that, with that being said, there are formulas out there that they have long lists, but they're not chemicals. And, Tom, you might be better aware than I am of these uh of these drinks that help people lose weight. Well, let me, let me ask Mitchell a couple questions here, because Mitchell, I think you said for vitamins and nutrients. So are you looking at this to supplement your diet? Are you looking for this to lose weight? Are you looking at this as a meal replacement? Uh, uh, basically a supplemental thing. I'm not really looking to lose weight. I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at as far as that goes. But I noticed I started drinking Slim Fast and started drinking the uh, Kellogg's Breakfast Shakes. And I actually feel okay. better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, you know what, Tom? Well, we don't have a lot of time, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll be perfect with my answer. Uh, I've been okay. drinking some of the Kellogg's breakfast shapes myself. They're a lot higher in sugar than I'd like to see. Same with Slim, Slim Fast. There's a lot of other supplements out there that I think are better on vitamins. Uh, Mitchell, my, you can email me at road testedliving at gmail.com because I know we're short on time. I'll be glad to give you some more information on some of them. I don't think it's a bad option. I just think there's better ones out there. Yeah. But but if you find it's working for you, there's nothing wrong with it, but I do think there's some better products. But, you know, we we had an extensive talk tonight, uh, Mitchell, about those little bullets that are out there. And let me see, um, everybody's still on the line. I'm still getting more callers calling in here with their hands up. Um, but anyway. Well, Donna, what time did you have the show scheduled to end out of curiosity? Uh, 8 o'clock, and I'm really looking at the clock now. So well, I, actually, if I, if I remember right, you can go over a little bit. Just nobody new can call in. Okay. But I just want to tell Mitchell this. We, we were talking about those bullets and those ninjas. Are you familiar with those? No, not exactly. But uh, basically, the reason why I use Slim Fast or Kellogg's or whatever I can grab a hold of is for convenience. Uh, right. I'm a pretty quick-paced guy, and I don't really have time to sit down and prepare a meal for myself or anything else. Just, and I know I'm not getting the vitamins I need, you know, at the truck stops. I, I, I think there's some good over-the-counter, water-soluble multivitamins that would probably do you just as much good as a Slim Fast shake. No, uh, I, you know, I don't companies. agree with that. I don't agree with that, Tom, because uh, a lot of these vitamins, I mean, I think vitamin is good, but the nutrients you get from the, um, you know, for, well, I'm thinking of the Ninja and the Bullet. Where well, well I'm, I'm saying specifically Slim Fast. I'm not saying okay. the, 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 okay, the, what you're you. talking about. I'm talking about these commercial 
uh, protein powders and, and, and shakes because a lot of them don't have a lot of vitamins in them. Some of them do, some of them don't. It depends. Here's a rule of thumb. If it tastes gritty, it's probably got a lot of vitamins in it. If it doesn't taste gritty, it probably doesn't have a lot of vitamins in it. Uh, and, and I think there's – and the other thing when you're looking at a multivitamin that I've recently learned, if you're taking a single pill, you know, one of the ones that's complete from A to Z, um, that's it's just a single pill with everything in it, odds are your, your body's not going to absorb too much of it because they have to so compress it, it doesn't break down. So you actually basically want a pill where if you throw it into a glass of water and it completely dissolves – that's a good sign that it's going to break down and your body's going to take it. If you can throw in a glass of water and 30 minutes later the pill's still sitting there, it's probably not the best vitamin. Um, Slim Fast, like I said, I'm not saying it's a bad product because no, it, it has more sugar in it than I, than, than I would like to see, and it has some preservatives in it that I would prefer it didn't have. But there's some other products out there. Um, some of them are protein powders that you mix up on your own, adding it to your favorite beverage. Some of them are pre-made. They're, like I said, there's a bunch of them out there. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to work, um, coincidentally enough, on a podcast with the Kroger nutritionist on about how to pick out a good nutritional supplement for road-tested living. That should hopefully be up within the next month or so. We're scheduled to record it at, at the end of this month. Are you on um, Facebook? Are you on Facebook, Mitchell? Yeah, that's how I got introduced to your show, believe it or not. Okay. And what's your uh, tag on uh, on Facebook? Because Tom or I, we can send you a private message. Uh, well, actually, I'll do it the easy way. I'll do it the easy way. Tom, I can't hear him, Tom. Tom I was going to tell, tell, tell him to do Tom Kirk. That way he doesn't have to get out his information. You can just tag well, me at Tom, oh, K-Y-R-K. Uh, that's fine. I don't mind. It's uh, www.facebook.com forward slash prototype driver. Prototype? Okay. Yeah, prototype driver. All one word. Okay, great. And uh, I think it's great that you took the step and were worried about your health. That's the most important thing. And that's what tonight's show is all about, what works for you. And um, if more people, you know, would just do that instead of, you know, getting stuck on the details, I, I think it would be so much better. So I uh, appreciate you calling tonight. Um, Tom, I'm going to be winding down here. Um, do you, any last thoughts you want to share with everybody? Jess, I, I really want to thank Jeff Clark and Jeff Barker for both calling in. Uh, we couldn't have done it without them. You know, Ron Morton as well, and, and Mitchell also, also you for calling in. And, and you know, once again, Donna, Thank you for you know letting me talk and I and I really do appreciate the opportunity. Uh, people hey, can I reach me at mm-hmm. people can reach me at roadtestedliving at gmail dot com or um, uh, on Facebook at Tom Kirk K Y R K or Road Tested Living without the G. Uh, and you know if anybody's got questions, I'm more than willing to you know to answer them. And like I've said several times, I'm not perfect. You know I've got my struggles just like any other driver out there. But that's the thing is, is just do the best you can. Nobody expects you to be perfect. Right, right. And I hope I hope everybody gets to listen to the repel. There's a lot of people that came in late on this show. And all the other health shows are in the archives. And I really hope uh, people can listen to the archives shows because we've talked about some really uh, nutrient-filled shows, things that you can do to help your journey. 
and especially people like um, Mitchell who are looking, they know they don't eat as well as they should, and they want to supplement it. And that's that's a huge step in the right direction. So I appreciate everybody. Thank you. Oh, the little woman's yelling in my ear, everybody. Uh, so until next time, next Saturday, uh, Randy Rosario, Dr. Rosarian, and Elaine Papp talking about the the insulin waiver exemption of FMCSA. We'll have a lot out on that. And thanks for tuning in, and I'm going to say goodnight, and thanks so much for for listening. I'm going to give everybody here. This is for everybody. You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Good night.